Oh, baby! We are live. We're in it. Kevin, what's happening? I don't know. That's that's tonight. What is happening? Everything's <laughs> happening. Oh, my gosh. Uh, fans of FC Cincinnati have been begging and begging and begging for some action. And it uh, looks like it all happened tonight after about 7.30. Should we start with the, what just happened or should we start with what the post broke first, including well. you? editor-in-chief of said post we we should start with what we know we should start with what we know which is fc cincinnati is going to be bringing in brazilian striker brenner uh so you know he is brazilian because he's only got one name uh we'll, we'll only call him brenner and depending on exactly how the numbers shake out and some uh, and some incentives it looks like fcc could have broken the mls transfer record with bringing him in close to 15 million dollars for this transfer long story short fc cincinnati signing a brazilian striker okay, for what could possibly be the uh, the league the league transfer fee record so wild times those were the wild times. We thought uh, nothing could get wilder, and we were hearing words of a whole different person, a possible second signing. We were juicing up. We were trying to funnel it down between a few different people, and then uh, Cincinnati Soccer Talk felt so left out that they got <laughs> scooped when they probably knew the same scoop. Um, they tweet out that we are going after or have a deal someone in place for P.T. Martinez, he of the underwhelming massive signing for Atlanta United a couple years ago who's now playing in Saudi Arabia. Yes. And um, he loved the juice of MLS. He wanted a taste. (laughs) So uh, he was like, I'll get back and I'll literally come back with any team. And we were like, any team? And we perked up real big. And... um, what else did they say? But apparently there's not a done deal because we're 14th in the allocation process or something. That's what Laurel just tweeted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it looks like it's going to come down to the, uh, yeah, that allocation order since he was a large transfer out of the league. Um, and I believe it is Austin who has that top spot right now. So if we want it, we've got to be dealing with uh, Anthony Precourt of all people. <laughs> Hey, we're cool with pre-court. <laughs> we love pre-court. But I guess we're cool with Columbus now, too. We're not allowed to talk shit on them on, yeah, a, on a real that's level. Right. Congratulations, Columbus. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> well, what we've been so hyped for the last few hours about this Brazilian we know hardly anything about. But, uh, yep. you know, he has those uh, welcome to Ajax videos. Welcome to, you know. So, you know, he's yes. been <laughs> slightly lusted after by other teams and we got him. We should focus on him because that's what we've, you know, we've been stewing on the longest. But uh, this is one of those great moves because it's really seemed to upset the Brazilians. They probably have yeah. no idea where Cincinnati is. I don't blame them. Why should you know where Cincinnati is? Not only that, but then they look up Cincinnati. They do a quick Google. They see we're the worst team in this league that <laughs> they think is already shit. And uh, that he's, you know, he had European prospects and now he's coming to FC Cincinnati, and that's just got to sting your Brazil uh, Yoga Bonito heart to see that uh, <laughs> that a promising Brazilian is coming to Cincinnati. I mean, how does, uh, how does it feel for you? Do you do you enjoy the Schadenfreude? I don't know if that is Schadenfreude, but uh, I the, like it. The 
I'm I'm all for it. I mean, that's how you. That's like the the first place you go to tell if your uh, if your signing is good is if the fans of the team they're coming from are mad or if they're happy, and it feels like the entire country of Brazil is pretty pissed <laughs> off at this move. So that's got to be a great sign. Like that's that's a good that's a good indication there. Uh, one thing on Twitter, someone who is not impressed by this uh, this possible transfer fee is I guess the guy who does valuations for transfer market U.S somebody said he was full of shit or something he mentioned libels (laughs) he's getting a little trumpian on him and uh he was like this guy's not worth anything more than two to three million dollars uh which you know whatever but uh i thought that was pretty funny and basically you're worth whatever we'll pay so if we pay 13 million then by god this guy's worth 13 billion dollars what do you think, Kevin? Oh, that's exactly it. And it comes down to what the club values the player at. Because, yeah, we just had the European window close where Ajax was offering allegedly a bunch of money. You know, it's up to that club to sell him. And if they didn't feel like any of the offers they were getting were high enough, well, then it it lets you say, oh, he's really cheap, even though, you know, the club wasn't going to move for less than $10 million or whatever. Um so yeah, I, I think the guy was trying a, a little too hard in the uh, in the Twitter threads. There, he uh, was really going after people. When he's got his valuation, really and he's sticking to it. Apparently, <laughs> right? Respect just, the game. Just sit back and uh, let your website speak for itself. Like I, I always took eh, him with a grain of we salt. We think FCC's overpaying, right? They right. can't really know all these tens of thousands of players. Uh, true value and uh we're we're proving what the true value is plus i was joking i don't want to be like one of these <laughs> cucked sec fans who was like we don't deserve to have a good player but i mean you would think right i guess the money talks and the brazilian team doesn't care where he goes so really you shouldn't have to overpay because we're yeah. mls you maybe have to overpay a salary if a player doesn't want to come here but i guess the transfer fee it really shouldn't matter they don't care who it is. I mean, unless I, I'm sure they want to no. <laughs> slightly do right by the player, but in the scheme of things, no. Whoever has the highest bid and European transfer window, incoming window is closed, so options were limited. Uh, what did you see from his highlights? Because yeah. I would say they're uh, fine, but unlike some others, he's young. He is Brazilian. Yeah. He's he's got potential. <laughs> He's he's not lighting the world on fire. You're not seeing a bunch of amazing shots where you go like, oh my God, this is the guy. But at the same time, like he's always in the right position. He's always there for a good poaching goal. Um, and his production, his stats speak for themselves. Uh, he's, he's scored in pretty close to every other match he's played uh, for Sao Paulo. And Sao Paulo has been a, uh, a team, at least this year, that's been challenging for the Brazilian title. Like he's not playing for a bad team and picking up garbage goals. Like he's contributing to a really good team here. Um, and I, I believe I have this right. He was at the under 17 world cup uh, where he scored like six goals in six games. Like that is the kind of production in a youth world cup that normally would send you, you know, straight to at least, you know, the Dutch leagues or a Portuguese team or something like that. So um, he definitely has the stats to back it up. But yeah, the highlight reel I could could add a little more sizzle. He's saving <laughs> it that. for the league, baby. That's all I'm. That's all I'm thinking. Uh, I already saw somebody on SEC's Bailey Facebook or whatever that um, already saying 
I'd rather them spread the money around than spend all this money on one player. And I was like, you know, I went full Kevin. I was like, it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> they could spend 10 million. They could spend a hundred million. Once you cross that threshold, it doesn't matter. I mean, if you think he's not going to spend like yeah. I, you know, the game and Tam stuff is irrelevant. If we're signing a DP, just give him whatever it takes. And you know, we don't need to don't pocket watch Carl. If Carl wants to spend his money during the pandemic, we also got that COVID relief money. Yes, <laughs> in yes. the middle of the pandemic, Ohio gave us uh, like thirty million dollars or some teen yeah. million dollars. So, so they gave FCC sixteen million dollars, and we just there he is. spent That's roughly right. fifteen million dollars getting this guy. <laughs> what else do you want? Uh, I mean, it's nice uh, that we're spending the money. I mean, yes, you, you know they're doing all you ask and. It was only yesterday, two days before, there's numerous people calling for the heads of anyone associated with FC Cincinnati. Just and you could feel the anxiety. And even though I knew not not about this, I knew that a lot of teams haven't signed anyone and other reporters right. have talked about the lack of signings. It still doesn't really help because you just like someone made a, a counter showing how long it's been since we've signed a player. You know, oh, things like who would do that? <laughs> your anxiety just raises. You're like, are we ever going to fucking sign someone? Then you finally are like something tangible. I mean, Papu would have been insane, but uh, yeah, at the I mean, end, it always is, felt like a pipe dream. I, I mean, he definitely isn't the established star that Papu is. That you know, somebody with a proven track record. But in terms of finances. This is as big, if not bigger. I believe it was a $10 million offer for Papa was the last number we threw out there. 15 million. I mean, this is a huge, huge signing. Um, and especially I mean, if people are worried about spreading the money around, you can, you can take this with you. Uh, since this guy is young enough, he will be considered a young DP, which still counts as one of the three DPs. But basically, the charge against the salary cap. So DPs still count against your salary cap, but up to a maximum amount, which is somewhere around $600,000 uh, for the season. Because he's a young DP, and he's particularly young for that, I believe his, set, uh, his cap charge is only $200,000. So if you're looking at it in terms of what a DP gets you, he actually saves the team $400,000 and that's where you can go out and get another player like camo or a moderita. That's that range of player that you're basically saving by him being this young. So this is a, a really good move by FCC. Yeah. Cause young DP, you're always like in my, this kind of proves it. You're like, well, un, unproven DP for the right. most part. And, uh, but that's fine. I think all the fans wanted, it's, we're so fickle. We just need one thing to give you a little hope. Uh, a foreign, a one-word Brazilian name. It's oh. it's done. We we don't we don't know who he is. It doesn't matter who he is. We know he's valued at a, at the minimum two to three million. The maximum fifteen million. But whatever it is, that's enough to get us fucking hyped. I know it is for me. And oh. where we had heard, um, and that they had another player in mind. And so we're scrambling to find that second player because we still all want the number 10, the central midfielder who's going to unlock all this stuff. And we had a lot of ideas in mind and none of them, I promise none of them apparently besides CST and whoever told them nobody had fucking PT Martinez. Did you even know that him coming back to the MLS was like a thing at all? No. Uh, 
it's wild. Like he was transferred like what? Like just a few months ago. I have it up here. Okay. September of 2020. Like he's not been gone all that long. And Al Nasser paid a ton of money for him. It went for like 18, 16 and a half 18 million. million, I think. 18 million. Insane numbers. Um, so the fact that there's the possibility that he would leave, you know, set aside transfer fees, anything like that, just the fact that he would come back and then not want to come back to Atlanta uh, is just wild. Um, I feel like, he, yeah, like if ahead. he's going to be the 10, if he's going to be the 10, this team could be incredible. Now, worth pointing out, PT Martinez wasn't that great at Atlanta. He definitely underperformed, but this is a weird move right now. And I don't know, maybe he comes back <laughs> relatively cheap. Like what happens? I would say he came in as like the most highly touted signing besides like a, a super vet European player that yeah. the MLS has had. And he was replacing Almiron, who was one of the best MLS players for a year ever. So in that respects, he failed dismally, of course, to live up to that. But he was okay. I think if yeah. he's obviously we're not going to play pay gam money for him, but if if he was a gam player who you didn't know on some other MLS team, you'd say he was a really good ten, and I think that would be amazing for us. <laughs> so I feel like even at Atlanta, let's say he underperformed there, that level is still going to be like so much higher than whatever we were possibly. Right. Well, we had nothing, obviously, but like <laughs> right. a, a level above the creativity we had last year. Even Remember if the bar. Yeah, the bar he has to clear is uh, De Young, right? So, like, if he can beat Sim De Young's uh, production, which was zero goals yes. and zero assists across like eight hundred minutes, uh, he's an improvement. Um, and it's worth pointing out, like, it was a it was probably a big culture shock for him to come to Atlanta in the first year. It's pretty much a, a tired trope at this point that big signings uh, tend to struggle in their first year in MLS. And then his second year was 2020 Atlanta, which fired Frank DeBoer, who was struggling the bubble and then them coming back and then losing Joseph Martinez. So he had to kind of play a larger role in a way, you know, in positions that maybe didn't best fit him. It wasn't a great two years for him anyway. Maybe he comes back to MLS, maybe a little more experienced, maybe happy to get out of the Middle East. And uh, he's a, he's a totally different player and, and FCC can benefit from that. And uh, at the worst, like you said, still better than CM. There's no yeah. way. There's no way he's not better than Digong. But one it, assist and, and it's all been worth it. He's like, I'll come back to MLS, just please. No Dutch system. Like, uh, oh. nobody no telling who the coaches. But uh, maybe this is just the thing to stick it to uh, to uh, his old coach. Yeah, like DeBoer, I'm gonna play for another just... another Dutch guy. It seems like I don't know Frank De Boer and Yapstam would hate each other based on nothing. I don't know. <laughs> sure, there's a rivalry it there. Like... I don't, there's like all of the like Dutch national team guys who have gone on to be managers all apparently hate each other. Like De Boer and Van Gaal had, uh, you know, a, an infamous rivalry with each other. I can't imagine Dom is best friends with all these guys. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me one bit. Um, 
so we know we poured all our heart into uh, Brenner. I, I've I've called him Brennan in my head several times because <laughs> I was making Brennan <laughs> jokes, and now it's like, no, get it right. It's Brenner. So you know, I have to parse it. But like in your mind, who's going to be the more important player next year if PT Martinez and this Brenner is on the team? You know, we were all Brenner for four glorious hours after the post Cincinnati broke the news. I mean, not getting the numbers on the tweet, but we broke the news first. Uh, <laughs> but if PT is the signing, you know, that's a toss up because the other guy's kind of a mystery and we know, we know we needed a 10. Yeah. I, I think what happens with Lacadia kind of determines who the more important player who? is. Who? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I mean, You'd assume at this point the team would move on from Lacadia. There's been multiple rumors now of us, you know, moving him on to or, or him moving on to a team in Israel. Now, uh, the team just signed a striker, which was his position. So you usually don't keep a designated player on the bench. Um, but Lacadia has also played regularly on the wing, and the team did put him out on the left wing multiple times towards the end of last year. So I think if you keep Lacadia and Brenner is there, then Pitti Martinez is the most important player. If Pitti doesn't show up or if Lacadia does move on, I think Brenner's your guy. The player on the team, just because of how poorly Lacadia and the striker position and goal scoring generally for FCC went last year. I mean, he's the guy who's going to score you goals, a 10 or not. You'd assume some combination of Madunyanen, uh, Camo, Amaya can pass the ball forward to a competent striker. So I, I think Brenner becomes your more important player at that point. Um, let's refresh the our soccer. People were uh, a little little shocked to see uh we made, <laughs> made this move must be the skyline chili from a non-cincinnati person uh, um apparently this is true kind of strange he could have gone to a decent good european club what makes it stranger is cincinnati is the worst team in mls i said damn dude only if you focus on results and goals chill <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So you know, people. I don't, I don't think who can blame us. Since they have only been around two seasons, finished dead last in the league both years, and are now about to drop one of the biggest spending fees ever for a player. Fascinating. Yeah. The fuck. Um, also, we've been around five years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> USL still counts, guys. That's what happens when they split <laughs> these fucking nerds. They split the wiki pages, so you have the mm-hmm. USL team here and you have the MLS here. Blah blah blah. Uh, what else? He Which isn't... is so annoying about the Wikipedia thing because it's a if it's about the legal entity, then the Columbus Crew Wikipedia page should be about Austin, and the new Columbus Crew team from 2019 on should be its own page. But no, the legal entity doesn't count. Then I'm sure there's been some spirited <laughs> online debates between um, the nerdiest people in the world, and uh... people forget like FCC. Yes. Okay. Wasn't wasn't lighting the world on fire the first two years of MLS. But if you do account for those five years, 
FCC has a history of being the big spenders. Going out and getting John Harks was a big move. I doubt he was expensive necessarily, but he was a big move for USL. And they went out and got a bunch of guys with MLS experience. And then, of course, that the 2018 team where they broke the bank and tried to build a NASL USL all-star team to win the league, like they didn't need to do that. If there was one year to cheap out, it was the year everybody was focusing on MLS. And then in the last two years, they built a world-class training facility and what we assume will be a world-class stadium. So, I mean, this team is known for spending a lot of money. I just feel like people shouldn't be shocked that they're doing it. And if you look at the pockets or the pocketbooks of these owners, SAC has one of the deepest ownership groups in sports, period. Like, put them up against your average NBA or even uh, NFL owner. And between Carl and Megan, et cetera, they're, they're right up there with the wealthiest groups. So there's no reason to think this team wouldn't spend eventually. I'm going on our soccer right now. and I'm saying, have you forgotten about the USL? <laughs> like the what? <laughs> the what? Tyler Gibson wasn't cheap. All right. Will Seymour is playing in the Champions League. People forget Tommy Heineman. I think was the NASL MVP the year before. So Warpig says kind of a big deal. Apparently, the answer to the smell question was money. Agreed. <laughs> uh, uh, what happens with Cruz and Kubo? I guess. Well, Cruz. He doesn't People. need to go anywhere. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Keep them. Why yeah. would you think about this? You can kill the depth team. as soon as we sign two can... players. Cut all the depth. <laughs> we we drafted some kids right in the uh, eighth round of the MLS draft. They'll be uh, they'll be our back. Calvin Harris is like, uh, no, you can pay what? down. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Calvin Harris is uh, what? googling what USL teams look good right now. Um, <laughs> But you, you can imagine, so Kubo and Cruz both have TAM contract or DP contracts that are within range to where you can buy them down to where they are no longer DPs. I don't know exactly how much TAM or GAM ML, or uh, FCC has, but presumably they could do this with both these guys. Um, buy them down. Why Sorry. not? <laughs> if you do that, you could have a team with Lacadia, Brenner, this mysterious winger that might still be out there. Oh. Pitti, Cruz, Kubo, Amaya, Harris, Camo, Matarita, Joe Jow as a right back. I guess why not? <laughs> I like, <laughs> I like two signings and it's like, what? it's just two more, but it's like, we're absolutely stacked. We're stacked. We got Vander Ver- oh, All right. Defense needs to work. We still need That's another true. center back. No, no. We, we need to score goals. Oh, interesting question from uh, Eric with a K here. Do you think this would be a good time to bring back Andy Craven as a depth piece? The question is, do we still are five subs going to be a part of the league? Because you could use him as like a playoff, not a play, like a hockey a hockey shift. Yeah, you sub him back. We need back a. Uh, he's just. I mean, he's an enforcer if we're doing hockey. If we're doing hockey, so. Uh... Uh, B Stanley fifty one says playoffs. I don't need to ask Kevin. Of course, playoffs. Are you kidding me? The question is home field advantage. <laughs> what? Of course, give me a break. I just, I, I just want to know who we're playing in that that second yeah. round after we get the bye. Absolutely, I mean. <laughs> sky's the limit. Um, 
you know, this uh, immediately we after hearing this PT news, we assumed. Well, I assumed this other player we had been bandying about. I was like, okay, well, that's not happening. But if it is happening, we'll be fucking amazing. <laughs> I mean, either one of the, either one of the. Well, no, the one there was one who was more of a winger and one who was more of a ten. If if what we heard was possibly correct, so the ten doesn't make as much sense anymore. But if we got that possible winger, oh baby, oh baby. <laughs> And yeah, the- see, that, that was the math I was doing. We had it narrowed down between two players. And then when Pity was announced, one of them no longer made sense. No. And the other one was the much more expensive one. True, um, but certainly- he's more valuable, but apparently out of contract. So all we have to do is contract, pay his salary. <laughs> which means no transfer fee, which means you could sign him to a five-year deal, spread that money out, mm-hmm. make him not a DP. Hmm? I don't know how much. How do we get through the allocation process? No, not not tonight. Not tonight. (laughs) No, we wouldn't need them as long as we have uh, discovery rates. All right, I'm done. done. Um, (laughs) Is it young DP and three regular DPs, or is the young DP count the same? He just isn't as doesn't cost as much. Yeah, it's like a yeah. It's just it's a flavor of one of your three DPs. Okay, so yeah, it does make well. It all depends. Is if this other person becomes available. It's like then right. Loka's possible spot on the wing seems um redundant. Although I don't know which side which side this this guy who looks like Neymar plays on. Right. So Barial is so, on one side and then You end up in a situation where Barial is your depth piece on the right and Kubo's your depth piece on the left. You'd have the new winger on the right, Lakati on the left. Brenner up top with uh, Kovacic or Vasquez backing up, but in reality, it'd be Lakadia, and you just bump Kubo up to the wing. Um, that would be the best attacking six in MLS. Uh, we'd give LAFC uh, a good run for their money in terms of attacking depth. And then the midfield <clears throat> with Pitti. And Amaya as your box-to-box destroyer and Mocha Joe as your sort of uh, deep-lying playmaker, pace keeper. There's something there. Matarina you're killing, on the you're left. killing off Harris? I guess, yeah, if, if, if Frankie's as valuable point. as we think he is and we just brought in right. Mocha Joe, it seems weird, but Harris was one of our best players. He was. It, I mean, you got to assume the dude – will fall off at some point, right? Like he's gone like two years now playing almost every minute in MLS. Well he doesn't have his he's... legs anymore. We've proven that. Right. So he's just playing around that. He's like he's not pure low, but you know, like pure low. It's like he wasn't chasing right, anybody right. down at some point. Um yeah. It's it's this just shows how it's a lot, but how little makes a big difference. You know, you look at the roster without them. I mean, you talk, you try to talk yourself and others into it, right. <laughs> but you're like, right. you know, it's right. one of those things where you like, you talk yourself into the roster and then you see it for five minutes. You're like, ah, fuck. Of course, this is still right. shitty. <laughs> and you can still say that why, now. You're why like, would Kubo and Lacadia work again? Yeah, like, why, why, why would that? I tell myself that? <laughs> They'll just be better <laughs> because it's a different year. Uh, but yeah, like you say, well, best front six and the game starts like, we're fucking terrible. It doesn't matter who we bring in here. But that's why the off season's fantastic. Because as of now, yes, it's all sunshine and roses. Um, do we only have? I was making the point. Uh, I was just. Gonna, I was making this point to, to to some folks over in Discord that uh, 
Bengals fans going into this NFL season were convinced that the worst team in the NFL with an unproven head coach and uh, a lack of depth at every position and tons of guys hurt were going to go to the playoffs, I guess, with one new quarterback. And if you can talk yourself into that, I feel like Brenner should get you into the playoffs. No problem. We don't even need anybody else. <laughs> I mean, if he hits, you know, it sounds fucking stupid, but obviously, but if, if he hits, then I mean, everything changes right now. We just haven't had any of these guys really hit right. at all. Like, right. Yeah, at the best you can say, Kubo had his moments. Uh, right. Loka's talented. Like, you know, we're going to be talking about his talent. Like when he's 50 years old, like, Oh, but the talent, my God, the talent was there. Like, it doesn't matter. It's like, we got Josh Gordon on our football team. Like he's never, it doesn't matter how talented he is. He's not, right, right. he's not scoring touchdowns for you, but uh, yeah, we just need one of these guys that hits. And that's why Papu was so exciting because I felt like that was a lock. You're like, well, he's yeah. going to be good no matter what. Uh, this new guy, we'll have to see him play. PT, we'll know he's. We know he's better than Sim Diong, so we've got at least that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and we got a new kit coming, so they're all gonna look fresh. The heritage kit, you know, it's. I'm so glad that's out. We, the bad mocho, the bad mocha Jomo is gone with that, and we got. We'll have some fresh threads, and um, we'll probably we'll leak that tomorrow just to really upset us. <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you you have nothing you have nothing um steal all their uh all their moments all their glory <laughs> let's check I, I check twitter real fast make sure have we not missed anything else that's been going on anymore uh let's see oh brad and brian they're just they're rolling in and out you know they felt so left out after the uh the brenner yeah. stuff and they knew they had pt in their back pocket and look at him now eric oh. fuck you the the heritage is is garbage Ever selling new merch? Yeah. Um, God, this is new banners. This is new T-shirts. This is <laughs> it's opened up a whole new world. Um, I, the Brenner feels like it's got puns in it. I've just been too frazzled by everything going on to have uh, thought of any so I mean, far. my mind immediately goes to breakfast for dinner. So that's, that's Brenner <laughs> for me. <laughs> that's what we always called it in this household. <laughs> Brenner? Brenner, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's rough. It's like it's like brunch, but for dinner. So tomorrow, this will all be hilarious if like uh, the CBA talks break down at the last minute. They're like lockout strike. <laughs> You're like, guys, 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 you don't understand. FCC signing two new players. Uh, but secretly, the evil in me has been kind of hoping for some kind of delayed uh, work stoppage and push the season back. But they wouldn't do that. They just play like five games a week. But I don't want to right. be playing until we can you know we can all be together at the new stadium but that's a selfish reasoning but now you know we got a reason to watch we got a reason to care um several of the players who ripped up their season tickets who had bought them and printed them out and then just so they could rip them they're gonna they're gonna be going back to together <laughs> tonight um i don't know any other any other thoughts kevin we need to touch on i, I want to look i'll find a couple while you do that i'll find a couple brazilian thoughts because i know yeah there please. was some good stuff out there earlier people just could not believe what was happening those tweets are so good so i mean i i said it before on on a knife lion radio like this team had an average defense and one of the worst offenses ever last year and if you could just give this team an average offense to go with an average defense they, they could have made the playoffs. 
and I think a uh, a fifteen million dollar Brazilian wonder kid as your striker feels like a good move towards better offense. Um, we'll see what happens with Lacadia. We we know he's got the talent, right? So <laughs> he's full of talent. Maybe 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 he shows it off uh, a little bit this year, and then <coughs> you throw a Pitti Martinez in this midfield and a, a new veteran winger out out on the right. Um, I mean, this, this offense will be flying into high gear teams. I hope will be terrified to play us and will bunker and not, not even get that many, uh, chances to attack. Um, this team could overwhelm some people and that would be incredible. Wait till Um, we get a real schedule where we play all you losers, not just the good teams. Fuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, as good as I feel about the team with the potential of Pitti and Brenner and, and a couple of other signings, uh, somebody posted the uh, the Columbus crew starting lineup and depth chart, and that team looks intense, man. That's that's a good It's MLS. the cup hangover. I haven't looked it up, but uh, besides the Sounders, <laughs> but uh, team who wins the next year, you know, it's bad news. Right. Uh, right. Kevin, when, I, when we started this, I checked the, uh, the PT post on Reddit. MLS. It was at 17 comments. I refreshed. We're at 90. People are uh, not believing what's happening. I'm sure most of all Atlanta fans are like, excuse me? Pardon? Mm-hmm. Um, so to summarize, <laughs> in case you've not been listening or for some reason just tune in, haven't checked Facebook, FCC's uh, signing Brenner. One, <laughs> He's got more names, but he goes by Brenner. Um, from Sao Paulo, we probably didn't even mention it, in the Brazilian first division for what could be a near record signing and uh it looks like it'll be announced officially tomorrow from from all we assume it had to get pushed back a little bit you know they teased it today with uh the brazilian stuff and uh you know it was inevitable that the people would find a way to get this information out and they did and now we're rejoicing so that's good so and then um yeah since CST breaks that we're uh, we're tempting to you know once we get past the archaic mls rules to sign pt martinez from saudi arabia for what has to be a lot of money if they sold if they paid 18 million for him they're not gonna give him up for not much so uh yeah it's pretty crazy offense getting better kevin you want to say one thing about our uh our defensive possibly center back situation before we head off can we compete (laughs) We could use another center back. Uh, Pedersen and Haglund. Should have drafted one. Now I'm thinking. <laughs> Pedersen and, and Haglund looked okay at the end of last year, but you'd feel a lot better with a uh, with, with some reinforcements there. And it's not terribly deep, even if you were going to roll with those guys. If one gets yeah, hurt. Yeah, who's the next your, backup? Your next backup is Vanderverf. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. then can play anywhere on the back line, but probably not great anywhere on the back line. So he's kind of your jack of all trades backup. So it gets real thin real quick. It's real white back there. Real yeah. white. <laughs> <laughs> Call uh, rotation pieces. We got a lot of those though. I'll, I'll feel yeah. good about, you know, let's get one massive upgrade. Is Waston? I think Waston could do well on this team. Could we get him back from Saprisa or whatever? That'd be he's, nice. He's killing it in Costa Rica right now. His team's on a roll. <laughs> yeah, Zach has a good point. Maybe Zico in the middle. Show what he can do. Maybe uh he maybe has maybe he could 
make up for hopefully he has a good vertical <laughs> make up for the lack of height yeah I think, I think i think zika is more of a right back i think i think him and he's him a floater Jow. he's a floater yeah. <laughs> maybe Jow too and center back you said yeah absolutely why uh, not discord shout out discord you've been great you've been you've been going all day long even when slack has been quiet discord's still going and if if anyone was quiet today in any of your chats wherever you are you know if di is still doing 15 messages a day on their slack pathetic because today is a day to absolutely explode and uh you know it's it's we put up with all the shit for a couple of random days like this where it's only good nothing bad has happened yet all we have is the positive idea of what is to come and yeah. uh that's great you know people are still dying in the streets but we have this to hang on to right now so uh kevin you had some optimism last time i talked to you on the podcast and it was forced now we have some real optimism so uh what's your final thoughts on uh the madness that was a random thursday in february west end stadium will host a playoff match in 2021 because the cruise stadium isn't ready (laughs) because they needed a neutral site and they liked cincinnati (laughs) someone says what's the deal with will forbes guess what hot take Fuck Will Forbes. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> he was dead right and he's still a bitch. Fake ass. Put your real name on there, Will Forbes. Sounding all monetary, monetarily uh, inclined. Yeah. The end of the day, even a blind squirrel catches a nut once in a while. Uh, yeah. He'll hang this over. He's got, that's the problem with this. He'll have this forever. And yep. that's, he had it before pretty much anyone, from what I could tell. Um, yeah, he I definitely was the first to speak on it. Name. I wonder if he knew the name though, because I feel like if he knew the name, he'd go out with the name, right? He just said signing, which means well, he said he young, young was... DP signing. He did say so. MVP. That was pretty narrow, to be honest. <laughs> he did. If it he was did. a random signing, then you could have that and be like, young DP, like that's a, that's a hyper specific. And we went, that's yeah. exactly what happened. So obviously, yeah, he's got some friend in high places, and I'm guessing that that's the most information they give him. But there's no reason we should have believed him. But, uh, no. you know, good for him, I guess. And so now he'll be even more insufferable, and people will be like, well, remember that? He got that right. And uh, that's just what we have to deal with. Uh, my final thoughts, I'm saying this like it's a podcast on a live stream. Um, wow. I should have recorded this, and I could have put it up as a podcast, but I wasn't that far. <laughs> I wasn't that smart. Uh, what? Just magic. Just a magical day. Uh, I've been ignoring my kids the entire day. Completely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And totally. um, You have to. It just brought me back to all those times that I've had to do that in the past. I'm like, we're signing someone. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, were you looking at the TV like, or on the computer? Like, you wouldn't understand. It's a meme about <laughs> Gerard. Like, who? What? Like, I don't have time. Things are happening. Um, to FCC, sorry you guys couldn't be the ones to break it, but hopefully tomorrow you get to bask in a little of the joy that we've all gotten to experience. So, uh, yeah. Monday? I mean, other podcasts might talk about these moves, but I think we've covered it all, so there's nothing else to, nothing else to say. You might as well close up shop. Um, Kevin, thank you for joining me when uh, no one else had the courage to address the joy in the room no no problem you know uh happy to jump on every time fcc breaks their uh transfer record which (laughs) was was leo bertoni by the way before this pardon pretty pretty big upgrade yeah well from young boys to fucking 
Schwole men. That's how uh that's how we roll. All right, everybody. Thanks for uh wow, just thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and let's let's get back on Twitter and let's keep memeing our way through the night. Nobody sleeps all nighter. We stay awake until it's official. God bless America. Wear your masks. See you later. Onwards and upwards.